greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for four great services, 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. At The Good Land, Ifako Bus Stop, Owaranshoki Obutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo David. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080. Global Impact Church. Think great. Can you shake the hands of maybe three people and smile? Um, I can see beautiful faces. Shake their hands. Have you learned to appreciate people, isn't it? What do you tell them? God bless you. What about your hair? It's short. Can you find something? To, why are you sitting down? What's, what's going on? <laughs> can you appreciate someone? Can you say something about them that, I mean, that is nice? Your, your, your dread is dread. dread. It's, it's dready. <laughs> I can see somebody talking to his wife. <laughs> what did you say to her or him? Bibi, you're beautiful. I like your flamboyant um, Alaska hair, you know. Glory to God. Are you blessed this morning? Nothing will take your smiles from you. In the name of Jesus Christ. It is his glory that beautifies. Shame will be far from you. In Jesus' name. Let's get seated. We have a very spiritual business uh, to do this morning. Covenant of exemption. And I stand to speak this morning more like a shepherd. That once the sheep completely protected from the lion, from the ravaging bear. So many things are happening in our land. Violence, killings, kidnappings, economic downturn. And many are scared and afraid. And I come to you with a word of encouragement that in the midst of darkness, light will always shine. You will shine in the name of Jesus Christ. The communion this morning is the communion of exemption that God is able to separate you from the evil. We cannot stop birds from flying, but we can keep them from perching on our head. Our nation is in a bit of, I don't know, um, while we pray, while we work at seeing the nation change, God's people will experience exemption in the name of Jesus Christ. Psalm 74 verse 20, always write these scriptures down, um, look through them, uh, so that in your private moments, you can have your own private faith that will always give you victory. David said, have respect to the covenant. For the dark places of the earth are full of the horns of cruelty. There is no evil we are facing now that has not happened before. And whatever was the tool of rescue is still the same tool we enjoy today. He says, have respect to the covenant for the dark places of the earth are full of the horns of cruelty. David was saying, Lord, your covenant is what will exempt me from this cruelty. If you check other versions, it was talking about violence. That Lord, let your covenant prevail. That is my only escape. Have respect unto the covenant, for the dark places of the earth are full of the horns of cruelty. And then you run to Psalms 91, 
verse 7, many of us are familiar with Psalms 91, but there's this verse that helps your understanding of the reality of covenant of exemption. Psalms 91, verse 7, it says, A thousand may fall on my right, and ten thousand, sorry, a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not, what? Uh -huh. That is what exemption is all about. And that's what I'll be teaching on this morning. That what can I, what, what steps based on God's word can I walk in so that when a thousand is falling on my right or on, the, on one side and ten thousand on the other side, it will not prevail in my own life. Ten thousand, you know, plus one thousand literally is eleven thousand. He's saying that something happens to eleven thousand people does not mean it should happen to me. That is the covenant of exemption. That my light will shine in the midst of darkness. Number one, if I must enjoy that covenant of exemption, I need spiritual rebirth. Salvation is running for cover. That's the first step, and I need to mention that because coming to church does not mean you are saved. And some are saved, but are backsliding. You need to get yourself in tune so you don't become a victim of life. Spiritual enlightenment. The light of God shines on you the moment you get saved. Jesus is light. When you have Jesus in your heart, your light shines. The prodigal son is a classic example. He was under the canopy. <laughs> under the canopy. Right, what's the next line? I have security. What is it? <laughs> security. <laughs> security. <laughs> In Nigeria, we have a way of changing those words. Security. <laughs> Under the canopy. I have security. I have security. <laughs> I am the righteousness of God. <laughs> when the prodigal son was in his father's house, it's likened to being under the canopy. When he left, like backsliding, he was exposed to attacks. He had to run back. Many will need to run back for cover. I mentioned this morning that um, the investment of a poultry owner in the poultry is not an investment of love. When you see a man caring for the chicken, the chicken does not know that it's an investment in death. He will come and call the vet doctor. These ones are looking sickly. Injection. The chicken will be thinking, this man loves me. No. It's investment for sales. So if you are here and you are not saved, don't be deceived by the peace you seem to be seeing. Don't be deceived by, I have money. I'm not born again. I'm okay. The day the poultry owner is ready, that's the last day. It's like having an handkerchief, a white handkerchief in your pocket, crisp, clean. The handkerchief is thinking, I'm neat. I'm fine. I'm okay. Is when Qatar shows up properly. That he will know that he's been there. It's not just for himself. Don't be a poultry, a chicken in Satan's poultry. In, in Satan's poultry. Any day of evil, you are the first to go. Under the canopy of the light of life. He said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is saved. I'm not preaching to you religion. I'm preaching to you spiritual realities. You need to run to under the cover of Jesus. Then you can pray in his name. Then you can enforce in his name. 
outside, look, the way things are going is either you are serving God or you become an idol worshiper. The situation is a bit dire. You must be saved. And then not just saved, you must have faith that there is covenant of exemption. Your belief system determines what you experience in life. God taught me this a long time ago, and I'm very grateful. That Psalm 91 verse 7 was one of my breakthrough points, because growing up, you see all kinds of evil. One family, this one, one cousin, this one, this one perished there. You watch the news, they say breakthrough, uh, sorry, breaking, breaking news, this one died. Ah, it now looks like it's happening to everybody, and then you're afraid. And then God began to teach me from his word. A thousand may fall on your right, ten thousand on your left, but it shall not come near you. There is a code, a spiritual mark on every covenant child that even Satan recognizes. But if you don't know, he can take advantage of your ignorance. I mean, some guys in the book of Acts of the Apostle, about seven of them, sons of Sceva, they came to de- they to deliver somebody from demons. And they say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. The demon said, Paul, I, Jesus, I know. Who are you? And I'm happy that they happened. If, it only, if that demon only said, Jesus, I know, people will be spiritualizing it. The demon said, I know Paul. I know Jesus. Who are you? They were not saved, though. They thought it was a, as an adventure. Just say, I come out in Jesus' name. <laughs> And the demons pounced on seven of them. They ran out naked. In the realm of the spirit, you are recognized when you are saved. There is a mark on you, a genetic code. When demons move to kill, to steal, to destroy, they know which one is eatable, which one should be left. One of our men that was kidnapped last year, that is a practical example of the sniffing of the dog. He was kidnapped. He was there with others in the dungeon in the forest. And he said the kidnappers came out. They took samples of bodies. They will first go and test your sample, whether you are usable. When the guy came back, they took some hair, right, of their body. When they checked it, the guy came back and said, this one is useless. That is the mark I'm talking about. The demon that they were consulting, when they test it, if you use this one, it will not work. In fact, it can backfire. That's why they, when they came, they were very angry. They were kicking him. So it's useless. The other people beside him that they say is useful, he saw them how they moved them and caught them. That is in the realm of the spirit, there is a mark. But that mark is activated by faith. You know in your Noah that I'm not just a fellow Nigerians, masses. I'm not like that. I have exemption on my head. And you must have faith in it. This is important because sometimes when you hear those stories, you can begin to assume, and even the devil will torment your heart and say, ah, we are a Nigerian. Uh, don't you live in Lagos? Are you not part of them? Hey, you too, we, you, are, you are a part of them. No, uh, though I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. There is something about me that makes all the difference. It's a mindset that is based on scriptures. This morning I said as through Larry that um, when I see any 80-year-old man or woman or 90-year-old person, I just love them. What that tells me is that with all the things that happened, right, this person escaped it. 
Accident didn't just start now. Attacks didn't just start now. That means with all the attacks, with all the hatred, with all the ayay, and all those things, this person escaped it. That means it is escapable. Uh-huh. Now it's 80. Now it's 90. Uh-huh. And don't be rushing to go to heaven. It's eternity. Do you understand me? It's thousands upon thousands of years. So why should you be running there? Because some people, do, some people have some very funny mentality. When I finish my assignment by 33, I will go. May your assignment not be even with 33 years that you finish it. What kind of assignment is that one? No, you will see your children's children. That's God's blessings. But if you don't believe it, you can go. You can go. You will go and finish the building that will fall for us. What are you going to do there? You're going to spend eternity in the place. When we go to university, they say four years, five years. You know you're coming back after four years. But this one is thousands upon thousands. Then why should you rush there at 50? You will not die suddenly. I say you will not die suddenly. We will live a maximized life to the glory of Jesus. Our lives will be living testimonies to our grandchildren. You don't have to rush there. If you're a player... After playing, then you coach. After coaching, you coach coaches. There's an assignment to do. You too many things. And when you not get when we get to heaven, then we'll continue the thousands and thousands of years. It's a mindset. Even in your business and career, I don't want you to think, don't be saying with your mouth, everything is falling. Your own will not fall. There is always covenant of exemption. Exodus 11. Exodus 11. Or let's start from Exodus 12, verse 8. Exodus 12, verse 8. It's a mindset. You've got to be rigorous and violent about it. I will not perish like others perish. I will not be brought down by this economy. I will flourish inside it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night. This is a typology of the communion. In the Old Testament, when they were leaving Egypt, we've shared this several in church, but this will refresh in your spirit. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted with fire, with unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall they eat it. Verse 9. Do not eat it raw, nor boil uh, at all with water, but roasted with fire, its head with the leg, blah, blah. Verse 10. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning, you shall burn with fire. Verse 11. And thus shall you eat it, and with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hands, so you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. The communion is the Passover meal of the New Testament. This was what happened in the Old Testament. They were eating the lamb and the, and the, you know, and, and the, and the bread. You know, the lamb represented the bread in the New Testament. And they were to eat it and drink it as a representation of the new covenant meal. Let's go ahead, the next verse. You know, he said, for I will pass through the land of Egypt that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Verse 13. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will what? That is where the Passover came from. The blood is a Passover mystery and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land. So when some things are happening in the land, the blood is our exemption. As you partake of his own blood, the perfect blood this morning, nothing will destroy you this year. 
whatever plague, whatever sickness, whatever disease plaguing people, I pray that you'll be exempted in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, he said, I know you are living in Egypt. I know you have your residences with them. But I'm passing tonight and judgment is coming uh, to pass. People will die. This will happen. But the blood, when I see that blood, the angel will not enter to destroy. So in those days, they told them to put the blood on their doorposts as a representation. When death was passing, when he sees that blood, he moves from that house. That's why David said, a thousand may fall on your right, ten thousand on your left, but it will not come. Nigh but we are not putting the blood on our head. We are even drinking it. We are carriers of it. So when you step out, when people say they are dying, they say your name will not be on the list. Yeah. Ah, say amen if you believe that. Yeah. Your body parts will not be used for rituals. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command the fire of God's glory around every member of this family. Wherever you are found on the face of the earth, I decree God's divine protection. I command that as you partake of his flesh and his blood, may the favor of God speak for you in your business. Speak for you in your career. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will not be overtaken by poverty. I pray that God's favor will bring resources into your hands. And by your hands, many, many others will find sustenance. In the name of Jesus Christ. It will be your best year so far. In the name of Jesus. So you must be saved. You must have faith. And then you must live a life of obedience. This is key. Obedience. Psalms 112. The devil wants to always attack. But many times we are in the safe zone. But anytime you make a mistake, you commit a sin, and you realize it, the Holy Ghost would nudge your conscience. I want to charge you to be quick to repent. The stubborn does not have a future. Stop using psychological description for sin. If you have committed adultery, say it to God. If you stole, don't say uh, it was a diversionary state of emotion. You stole, you stole. You don't say it was a mental um, disruption at a moment I was vulnerable. <laughs> be, learn to be transparent before your God. Father, this thought is evil. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me by your precious blood. Repentance is join, jumping back into a safe zone. Unconfessed sin that lingers opens the door to Satan's attacks. And that's why some Christians often become victims. Psalms 112 from verse 1. A true child of God is not looking for a way to sin. It's looking for a way out of sin. But if you are now a child of God... And then that is your preoccupation. Go and check your salvation. Something is wrong with you. That you want to sin. You like to sin. You want to live in. That means the light of God is not on your inside yet. And get to God and, and sort it out. But a true committed son or daughter of God is looking for a way out. So when they make a mistake, they are willing to resolve it on time. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who what? 
fears the Lord, who delights greatly. Somebody say greatly. Uh, so we are not living for God out of demonic fear. They say, they told us in church, do's and don'ts. No, you delight greatly in what God has commanded. You like it. That is the way you like it because you love God. You are so in love with him that when you make a mistake, you are willing to repent. Who delights greatly in his commandments? Verse 2. His descendants will be mighty on earth. Ah, our children will be greater than us. Ah, that amen is very... Uh, The generation of the upright will be blessed. Verse 3, verse 3, verse 3. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. You know, some people think you are righteous, you can't be wealthy. It's a lie. It's a mindset. You are working with God, you will have wealth and riches. Uh, do you believe that? Some people believe that when, when you are holy, you can't have money. If that's your belief, you will go to heaven poor. It's okay. Lazarus did that one. You can also be working with God and be rich like Abraham. So it's your choice. That's why I say it's a mindset. But remember that Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom. So that will help you decide which one you want. Glory to God. You can be poor and make heaven. There's no problem with that. But when you get to heaven, you might not be able to walk on the street of gold. But don't like this. Because here, you can't even wear it as a ring. You say it's evil. You say it's demon. A ring of gold. Ah. So when you now get there, you now see the street of gold. God, I bind this road. I cleanse this road. <laughs> That's why Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom. I didn't say that one. <laughs> Verse 4. <laughs> Unto the upright that arises light in the darkness is gracious, full of compassion and righteous. Verse 5. A good man this graciously and learns he will get his affairs with discretion. Verse 6. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. Verse 7. He will not be afraid of what? Evil will never befall your household. That's a big prayer. His heart is steadfast. Doing what? Verse 8. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Verse 9. He has dispersed abroad. He had given to the poor. His righteousness is forever. He is all will be exalted with honor. Verse 10. The wicked will see it and be what? The people that see your progress and are angry, the angry anger will perish with them. Progress will always generate envy. He says, it has been there since Ken and Abel. And we are raising great people. So as you begin to do well in business, do well in family, some people will be envious of you. Some people will be angry. Those are the people the devil uses most of them to attack. And if you are not properly fortified, you can be a victim. I can't. Is he the only one in the family uh, buying the second car? Is he the only one? Uh, the master's degree, second master's. Which we all go to school. What is the meaning of that? When the devil sees that heart, he knows I can use this person. The person cannot go to a harbourless place and do all kinds of things. But when you are fortified, he said the wicked will see it. That means they will see your progress. They will see your honor and be grieved. They will gnash with their teeth. Their desire will perish with them. But remember the first verse. Blessed is the man who what? Fears the Lord. Verse 1. Who delights greatly. Somebody say greatly. greatly. So I need you to love God. Though. Don't see the Bible as a religious book. And, be, and, and dare yourself to it. And dare yourself to what God has said. If God says, 
death and life are in the power of the tongue, obey it. Don't use your mouth to kill yourself. Don't say, oh, we are finished in Nigeria. May you not be finished in Nigeria. Yeah. If all of us are finished, who will repair it? Man, this country they kill me. Ah! From your mouth. You are telling demons, oh yeah, go and kill me. Negative words like that empower demons to operate. Covenant words empower angels to impact. Don't say my legs are killing me. Don't say, I don't know whether my business can ever survive in this country. No, your business will thrive. God will give you the wisdom and strategy that will make it work. Don't you see that they are building houses every day? It is Nigerian people self. Now, some of the houses are monies that were stolen. But not every house being built is stolen money. So don't be looking, don't, don't look on the billboard and see people and say, ah, oh, these rich people, they are a problem. You have already categorized yourself as the people that they will be punishing. Don't ever say that again. All these rich people. You know, some of them when you see any see Nigerian problem. All these rich people. What are you? You are poor people. They are bad rich people. There are good rich people now. And many of us are hypocrites. If they give you money, now you collect it. It's hypocrisy. Don't you like to buy vehicles? Tell your neighbor, don't you, don't you like? Don't you like to buy clothes? Don't you like to give your parents money to do things? Don't you like to send your children to good schools as much as you can? Because it's inborn. God put it there. But you can't steal. You don't have to steal to do it. But don't also pretend that you don't have that desire. So these rich people, then what, what are you? I am blessed to be a blessing. The riches of Abraham manifest in my household. The things that limited my parents will not limit me. I break the course over my life. The favor of God will make a way for me. That's, that's how you speak. And when you are tithing, you say, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to tithe. Lord, only the living can even tithe. From the resources you have blessed me with, I thank you for open heavens. The devourer is rebuked for my sake. That devourer is Satan. That's why we believe in tithing here. Don't let anybody freeze your destiny. Tithing is a covenant principle. He's connecting with God to thrive. If you are covered, if you are, if, you know, when you are covered, you don't know. If you remove the covering, check the other side. Check it. Some people overgraduate covenant and not tithing anymore and now understand it better. No problem. Let me see you in two years and see if rain will not beat you to pieces. People just think uh, you put plants inside the soil. Who is it benefiting? Who is benefiting? Plant in the soil. Who is benefiting? It's the plant. It's like you're not doing the soil anything. The soil is only blessing you. That understanding will help you. When you give, you're not helping God. You're helping yourself. It's a mindset. Listen, if you like, don't give. Others will give. And the ones doing it will thrive. You tithe from a position of the covenant. I've been doing this since university. They gave me 3,000. I will remove 300, Lord. I worship you with my tithe. I am a delightsome land. All nations call me blessed. I didn't have anything. And God began to lift me rap after rap. If resources are coming into your hand and you are not connecting it with your covenant keeping God, you will start going down. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. I pray that your labors will not end in vanity. 
Just give to the poor. He said, I cannot give to the poor. I don't have enough. Ah, okay, thank you. Scripture says when you do it, you are lending to the Lord. Enjoy God's commandments. It works. In closing this morning, one of the things that help us to experience the covenant of exemption is your prophetic covering. Every church established by God, given a pastor to cover them, is a spiritual covering. When you are in a church, be in the church. Don't be one leg in, one leg out. It won't work for you that way. As a sheep, under the shepherd that God has created, now, now we are all God's sheep, this, the lead pastor or the uh, general overseer is a spiritual covering for God's people. So the devil tries to move people away from that covering so he can attack them. Check when lions attack buffaloes. I used to, before I started watching those documentaries, I used to just think because the lion is strong, the lion is very, you just go and start eating. They don't do that though. When they stand, they will look at the sheep very well. Sorry, the buffalo. They don't want to waste their energy and time. So they are looking for the one that is slow, the one that is weak, the one that is a bit separate from the crowd. In fact, when they see the weak, they want to separate it from the crowd so they can attack. So they do what they call mock charge. They just charge. So they want them to move. When they move, they know the one that the leg is paining. The one that is almost about to deliver the baby that is slow. When they see the one they want, they now charge so well, they separate that one a bit from the crowd and go after. Coming to church, you're not benefiting me. It's you. It's you. Stop letting anything keep you from church. Hebrews 10.25. Hebrews 10.25. Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling. There's a spiritual operation going on when we worship like this, when prophetic things happen. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves, assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. Let it not be your manner to be, hey, I'm not going to church this morning. I was working on Saturday. I'm not, and then Saturday becomes three Saturdays out of four Sundays. You only attend one Sunday. You are being scheduled for attack. You will not die in an accident. You know, when Peter disappointed Jesus, he was alone. When he was with the disciples, when they were talking, he was puffing. Master, I can never deny you, me. Of all these people, I die with you. Master, it is me or you. Nobody. And he was sincere. He was so sincere that when they came to pick Jesus, he caught somebody's air. But when the attack came, he was alone. Alone, when you are alone for too long, you start living in sin. You start smoking. Things that you left, you start drinking. So I'm watching online and you are drinking. I'm watching online. I, I, you are playing games. You know when you are watching online by laziness. You know. You know when you are watching online because of a situation. <laughs> Separate. Then Peter, the hospital. Do you know Jesus Christ? He looked at the right. He didn't say Andrew. You look at the left. You didn't see John. I don't know him. I don't know him. They say, ah, we saw you now. Even your dialect reveals it. Me? Well, I, I've never met him before. The third time, I said, I don't know him. Said I cuss him. You fall easily when you are alone. The devil will give you enough reasons to be alone. 
The thing will be rolling. I don't have time. I have to travel to Abuja. I have to go to London. You know, and then Sunday upon Sunday upon Sunday, you now become spiritually dry. When the thermometer sets, the devil now launches an attack. You will not be a victim. Don't be sleeping at home on Sunday morning. Find a local assembly to worship. Sunday morning. I'm not saying we worship Sunday, you know, Sunday as a Sunday. But the gathering of people, it's not right for you to wake up on a Sunday morning and early on the bed. First service pass, second service pass, and you're just there. Thank you, Jesus. You now put on laptop. Uh, global impact. Uh, you sleep 20 minutes out of the service. You say you are online. Why are you deceiving? Can you bob your hair online? <laughs> eh? Because many have become very spiritually lazy. I mean, I, I appreciate all those online platforms. Many are enjoying it. And you know they're enjoying it because they need it. But you are living somewhere and you're in Kedja somewhere. And you are free on Sunday morning. That's it, only you. When they're about to prophesy, went to the kitchen to take a banana. You came back, the professor had gone. He said, you are part of the service. What service are you a part of? Can you eat online? Online eating. The things that matter to you need some level of involvement. Check your life. Eating and water. Can you drink water online? So just click test. Fulfilling test. Can Google. Bam, bam. Ah. You still have to carry the cup, right? And drink it. Can you bob your hair online? Don't like this on the computer. Just do like this. And I just like that. And then they just. You will have to touch your hair and scrape it. Spiritual covering. If you're in this church, be in this church. And I think we are blessed in this church. Global impact is not a fake church. It's original. Original, original. And God will keep us to the end in Jesus' name. If you are here, be here. Let the glory of the house touch you. Don't be going to visit as fake prophets. Don't stop it. I'm going to lead down somewhere. After taking communion, which is enough for you. You know, good. And I give you one water, brown plus white, you know. And then they give you something. And I say, I'm, Pastor, it's not that I don't like communion. I'm missing it together. I'm missing it. You have canceled everything. You've canceled everything. Stay where God has planted you. Those that be planted, be planted there. So that when your pastor is praying for the church and the members, it will reach to you. Because you are in it in the realm of the spirit. And the prayer will touch you. Glory to God. None of us will be victims in Jesus' name. Let me close. First Samuel 1734. First Samuel 1734. God had to tell me to mention that because he said, your being a shepherd is not enough. The sheep has to respond. And when they are gathering sheep like this to cover for them, you know, the shepherds, and the particular sheep is now, you understand that kind of thing, straying away, going to do his own. The arrow can beat that sheep there. So it's not just a shepherd. The sheep must behave Behave yourself. If you're in a church, stop undressing your pastor. Gossiping your pastor, undressing your... If you're naked, your parents, you will not have clothes to wear. Some of us are too gossiping. Gossiping, Pharisee and Sadducee. When they come to church, they are the ones that know what didn't happen where. They are there in every church. In every church, they are there. They are the ones that we are... They serve so they wear... They are the ones that know the choir member that didn't dress well. That is like, pastor's wife is not happy today. 
They just, they just, they are the ones that know everything. And the people that are victims of that, I've been in the church for a long time. They've been so long, they've been stay, that they become stale. Radio Global. NTA Global. They are the ones that we analyze. Ah, that pastor shirt, is it really original? <laughs> oh, the way they read this, it's not properly straight. They know everything. Pharisees and what? Jesus will be healing somebody like this. Somebody that's almost dying. And another person is looking. I want to know whether he will heal on Sabbath day. Go and read scriptures. Those Pharisees, they are not even looking at the person that will be made whole. They are looking at whether Jesus is going to do it right. May you not become like that in the church. You will not become the supervisor of the pastor. Supervisor of the church. Because you have been there so long. You now, you know, it's, 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 it's pride. But check those people, they don't grow again. They know, they know. That the church will be doing this at this time. <laughs> By the metamorphosis of theology, I, I, I think, you better be a sheep that can be fed, that can receive. Don't ever outgrow that heart of a servant. Where you are there, I mean, yes, you can contribute in your ideologies, ideas, which we allow, but don't let ever get to a state where you are in a church, you now become the big brother of Jesus. <laughs> when people come on time for service to worship God, but Jesus knows them too much. They will come lean on Jesus. I'm with him. I know him. Somebody else comes on time to lift up their hands to worship God. Can you ever outgrow worship? Can you outgrow Bible study? But you can behave it. You are so familiar. Just worship. People are crying, worshiping God. You, are, you have done that. I, I've done that one since. <laughs> I, I, even if I don't lift my hands, it sees my heart. You now stand like a proud man. The Pharisees never enjoyed any healing. Go and check it. Check. There was any one of them you saw that they got healing. They will always be supervising Jesus Christ. When he's going, so he's going, he's going, he's going. Go and cover this. He's going again. He's going again. Say, today is Sunday. I want to know whether he will heal on Sunday. Can you imagine that? As we are here now, somebody's angry with these jeans. That's on Sunday morning. How can a pastor, a pastor be wearing jeans? I don't know what's happening to this young, young, what they call them? Young generation pastors. So what do you want? Old generation pastor. They're wearing jeans. When I was growing up, I remember when the gospel was still the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was still the gospel. A, a pastor ought to appear, you know, like Jesus. How does Jesus appear? Jeans, jeans on Sunday morning. Something is wrong. Nothing is wrong. You are just a Pharisee. Far to see. Sad to see. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is no perfect, there are no perfect churches, isn't it? If you leave this one to another church, there are no perfect churches. But your own is not to be looking for the imperfections. Be a part of those who perfect it. Don't talk come. How are you? You just joined this church, Abby. You're welcome. You're welcome. I joined this church in 1817. So I know, I know everything. I want it to be calm. calm. Let me know the units you want to join because some of those units, there are witches inside some of them. What do you know concerns you? You go put your mouth. What is not your business? What you don't need to put your mouth into. You don't, you just be, don't, if you are like that now, I cast out that spirit. And some ladies are like that. They don't supervise somebody. Somebody's getting married. Hey, 
Inekatu is getting married. <laughs> Have you seen the husband to be? Not even be married is even better. You see the husband? Ah, the guy, Aporoko. <laughs> Stop that, man. Face your God. Serve your God. Let your life be living examples. Let's pray. Let's pray. Rise up on your feet. Glory to God. When you are in a church like this and you've been here for years, you need to remain young at heart. Let it be like you just joined yesterday. Yesterday's food can't take care of tomorrow now. So you eat, you keep eating, you keep fattening up, you keep growing. Don't ever get to a level where you can't outgrow prayer, you can't outgrow fasting, you can't outgrow worship. You can never, don't ever become a leader in church or a pastor. You cannot lift your hands to worship God again. Never. You are a Christian. You are a child of God first. Don't become a worker that uh, you are the one. We are the one handling the church with Jesus. We are the one. We are the one. No, Jesus is our Lord. And we are stewards. Can we surrender our hearts to him again? Thank you. Greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for four great services, 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. At The Good Land, Ifako Bus Stop, Owaranshoki Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo David. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080. Global Impact Church. Global Impact Church. Think great.